We are so glad you could join us. I'm Lauren. I'm Casey, and we're your hosts. This podcast is nothing more than a conversation between two good friends, sharing life stories and trying to make sense of growth, healing, and the journey home. Maybe you'll relate to some of the things we'll discuss. Maybe you'll pick something up from what we've learned along the way. We hope you feel part of the conversation and inspired to reflect on your own journey too. This is your invitation to connect with us. Welcome to Chrysalis Connection. And today's episode is a reflective chat, looking back on the year that's just passed. So reflecting on 2020. Um, so we haven't planned, we've planned the questions, we haven't planned the answers. So we're we're doing this on natural. We are. Do you want to go for an easy one first or? Because I think, yeah, yeah that's that easy and gently, one, isn't it? It's a bit, warm up. yeah. I don't know because I feel like I'm ready to answer the first one though because I've okay. thought about that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So, Lauren, what did you learn about yourself in 2020? Well, I've had a, a lot of kind of reflective time to think about where I was this time last year, um, especially being back in England. You know how how last Christmas was so different um, to any other one, really. I think obviously being back in England after living in Italy for. Um, I can't even remember how long it was, like over a year. Like coming back to to this environment was was quite difficult uh, because I felt like I'd made a, a life for myself in Italy. Whereas here, I was I was born here. I didn't really choose to live here, so I was kind of just going through the motions. Um. So yeah, just thinking back to kind of how I was then and how I feel about it now as well, like how much I have grown this year. I think one of the big things is learning to to speak up and ask for help really you know I've I've really worked on friendships and connections with other people this year and allowed people in which has been a big thing for me because I've been so self-sufficient and so self-reliant that I found it really hard to to let other people really see me and to be myself you know I kind of I thought I had to behave in a way um you know I had to be strong I couldn't let other people see if I was struggling or if I needed help or anything because I I did kind of see it as a weakness and I didn't I didn't want to come across like that I don't want to be seen as weak I think it's I'm quite quite headstrong in that you know (laughs) I will find a way to do things myself rather than ask for help even if it takes me twice as long because Mm. I'm just quite headstrong so having some really caring, loving people in my life that encouraged it spoke quite strongly to me at one stage. It's like, let people love you, like let people in. Um, very Not in an aggressive way, but in a very, you know, firm loving way, like we are here for you. Like mm. do, you know, don't shut us out. We're, we're here for you. We're here to love you. Um, Maybe in quite a maternal way. Yeah, probably. That's probably my because I know this this person I'm imagining her yeah she's forced to be reckoned with but oh absolutely a absolutely. real well I mean like she's magic isn't she we all know she's a, a witch magic. a good kind <laughs> but <laughs> really but also is. like yeah I think it, maybe that cultural difference as well is makes mm. it even more intense um yeah 
very intense but I, I know like but even the first time we met obviously you you kind of arranged this kind of blind date for us for us to meet <laughs> and there was an instant connection there um and I feel like I a match felt comfortable I love it. with her you really are and but it's by doing that with her and obviously with you like our relationships changed as well because now obviously we're doing long distance um so it's kind of like we sp- we did spend a lot of time together before anyway, but I mean now it's it's we spend a lot of time speaking and everything. It's just in a different kind of context. But you know, by doing that with her and and you and you know feeling safe and comfortable to be able to do that and to be myself as well and to be honest and share things that I would have kept to myself. And mm. you know, I have other friends as well that I I share stuff with that I wouldn't necessarily have done before. It's it's enabled me to open up and to really be myself. And through that process, I getting to know myself more as I allow other people to get to know me as well and to be accepted um you know and and to really be seen and like I I did have I don't know if anyone probably knows about this but I'm really into you know get readings done and and you know we we've both had Reiki and I had an Akashic reading done before I came to England um and I kind of left it up to the universe with whether I'd get an appointment or not and I did just before I came back and it was one of the first things she said to me you know like you're you're so scared of really being seen and and you you hold yourself back and other people have said this to me before and um she was like you you need to be yourself you need to you know and I say this to other people all the time be yourself because that that's what attracts your people that's what attracts your tribe Mm. but giving that advice to other people and doing it yourself are like two completely different things so I'm really having to remember you know when I when I occasionally do want to sit on the sidelines and observe to remember to to step up and to to show myself Mm. and to allow myself to be seen and then through that you know I've found people um that mean a lot to me that I've I've got really really strong connections with so I think that's been a big a big lesson for me this year um just to be more confident in being myself and it's really powerful yeah it's not it's it's only just yeah really cemented the relationships in my life and allowed me to get to know other people as well because I some of my relationships friendships were quite surface level whereas you know feeling more comfortable in myself has allowed other people to be themselves too so yes it's definitely I think that's definitely been what this year has been about and I know it's, it's probably I don't know maybe the pandemic has something to do with it as well because you know kind of everyone was struggling as well and you, I wanted to be there for other people and but I could only do that by showing up myself too so mm. yeah that's that's been a big one I was listening to you speak about this it really comes to my mind that whilst this is something that's really helping you you're also doing a service to others because by allowing yourself to to be seen and be acknowledged and be loved like you're allowing people to give that to you and I feel like, like people have a lot to give or, but they don't have anywhere to give it and so when someone says like yes you can love me yes like it, it's amazing to have somewhere to put all of that um and I kind of feel like that is I was thinking yesterday actually like reflecting on like where and who I was and how I was this time last year and as bizarre as it might sound after a year of sort of seemingly isolation and and you know a lack of socialization I actually have the social life I was dreaming of last year like I actually have it now. It's mostly virtual, okay, but in terms of what I have in common with people, what we talk about, how I've met them, like that I do have the social life I wanted. 
And I feel like I'm a lot happier because I have more places to give my love now. <laughs> I know it sounds really yeah. cheesy, but I think before I, I had so much to give and I didn't really have many outlets, whether that was other people or hobbies or something. And now mm. I feel like I have many, many channels in which to pour everything I have to give. <laughs> and and it is not blocked in me, like it's flowing through me to other people and other things and other projects. Yeah. I know I always say that that meme from Mean Girls where it's where she's she comes up on stage, this girl, and she's like, I just want to bake a cake of like rainbows and give everybody a slice kind of thing. Like that is me. That like is I, so I connect so much to that <laughs> meme. I just I feel like I have so much to give, but a lot of the time I haven't had anywhere to give it. And that's why I've been unhappy. Yeah. And I feel like by people like you and other friends, like allowing themselves to be more seen and just just for us to talk more about when we're finding it difficult. And yeah. at times when I have been like quite down, it's really helped me to think about other people. Yes. Um, yeah. It's And whether that's I need to reach out to talk to someone or actually hang on, if I'm feeling down, someone else probably is too. Maybe I could yeah. just text them and say, yeah, how are you? But like, how are you really? Um, and it's opened so many conversations that I didn't have before. And actually, when I just sort of was starting to recover from being ill in like November, I remember thinking, like, what what can I do like for the people I love? Because when I was ill and I was in hospital having all these tests, like thinking I had COVID and having this two week long panic attack, um, everybody who was messaging me and like people I hadn't spoken to in like a couple of months or so, were even just reaching out and that my phone was my lifeline at that point and just yeah feeling connected to everyone around and honestly it made the biggest difference like it made me feel heat like I was healing faster than mm. whatever and so I remember thinking like mm. okay how can I give everyone like a hug <laughs> like virtually and that's <laughs> when I came up with the idea to do your surprise birthday video and my brother's <laughs> surprise and just the idea of having somewhere to pour like my love yeah. into having an outlet was really really helped me yeah, they're such brilliant, loving ideas too. This time last year, like I was a bit afraid to be me in that way. Like mm. I, I love writing handwritten Christmas cards to the people that I care about. Um, and for me, it's a time when I, I get really soppy and I like, express my feelings and I'll do it. This time last year, like, I didn't do it to like my Portuguese in-laws. I, I felt like I was still trying to fit into Portugal rather than like just be me here. But this yeah. year I felt like, I know it's not a tradition here and I know that they don't do that, but I'm still... I still have the confidence to do it. And yeah. I told my teacher, my friend, that actually last year I didn't have the confidence to do it. But this year I, I'm less afraid to just come here and be me. Yeah. So again, it's another place where I have an outlet to sort of just give a bit more. But like I have so much yeah. I need to get rid I need I need to express it. And it, it's when it stays inside, it doesn't have anywhere to go. Like that's when I get sad. It's interesting you said that actually, because I have noticed like I obviously there's been a period of adjustment coming here as well, but it hasn't taken as long as it um, usually does. But when I've not been in contact with people, like I've noticed when I, when I do reach out to my friends and connect with them and even just checking in with them, like we don't even have to, you know, talk about anything in particular, but just having, having my connections and, and reaching out. Yeah. I definitely, I feel the flow again. Whereas when I don't and I do isolate a bit, then yeah, I, I do feel a bit clogged and it's kind of things aren't flowing so well and I'm I'm I find it easier to shut myself away because it is 
it's kind of getting over that hurdle of reaching out, isn't it? Like I, I was, I'm not so much now, but I used to feel like I was annoying people or bugging them if I text them, like they'd get annoyed Aww. by my text message. I was like, oh my God, Lauren, like. I love it when you annoy me with your text. <laughs> <laughs> I annoy you all the time as well. But they, um, you know, they don't, they don't have to answer. It's not, and you know, it's still, it says, you know, I don't, I don't know people like that anyway. I, I don't think I could be friends with people like that. I understand, obviously, we're not always contactable mm. and you know things that people have got things going on but at the same time you know I love getting texts from people uh just just checking in seeing how I am you know so why would people not enjoy getting them so mm. getting them from me so yeah I have I've definitely reached out more so this week as well uh which has been really good it's been really nice but yeah I think I think that's been the major thing this year is just kind of feeling more comfortable in my skin allowing myself to accept love from others because I really struggle with that um I can I can give it but I, I still there I know there's a there's a meme that I really love that it's been sent to me multiple times on multiple people throughout the years but there's an otter on one side of the glass and it's got its paw through the hole mm. um it's like I'm an inch I think it's an I'm an introvert I need my space but just know that I still love you like that is me I, I get worried about how much energy I have to give other people so I'm I'll kind of lean back a little bit but it's like but I I do have endless energy you know it's not there's not a cap on there or anything I just need some time away just to recharge just myself recharge. Like I, yeah you know, I find it easy to recharge on my own um but it's kind of losing the fear of that and mm. yeah Actually, now that you say that about needing to recharge on your own, I really feel that too. Um, I feel like this year I've definitely got more in touch with understanding my needs. Yeah. And not not once, but my needs, like what I need to be physically well. Mm. Um, And I'm really getting to know myself more energetically as well, if I can put it like that. So even just being aware now is like I had this moment sort of the day before yesterday um, and I just felt like, there was a lot of tension in the house and I thought oh my god this is about like initial thoughts are like this is about me we're gonna have a fight yeah and, and then it was like I had like it was like a higher voice or just like a an older more mature part of myself just sort of maybe like you know not in a child but like my inner parent or something just mm-hmm. said Katie this isn't about you this mm-hmm. person's feeling unwell and stressed and it, it's just like they're um exuding a lot of tension right now but it's not about you. It's not personal. You're just in that space. And I remember thinking, okay, yeah, this isn't about me. I, I I physically can't be around this. I'm absorbing it. I need to go and fill my cup up. I need to be alone. And so I went and I had a really nice bubble bath with a face pack. And I watched This Is Us in the bath. And then I journaled. And my cup was nice. brimful after that. It, it was just that I knew I needed to take myself off and just do that. Um, And before, I think I, w- I would have stayed too long in that situation where the other person probably needed space too yeah or I would have taken it personally I would have tried to fix it I would have been really clingy because I'm kind of anxious like that and actually just Mm -hmm. understand that this is not about you or your relationship together it's just this other person is having this and you're around it and I'm really sensitive to other people's energies and I tend to absorb them without wanting to but I just it's like I'm a sponge so I have to be really careful of what I'm around and then how I like detox or cleanse like energetically after it and recharge and things. So I'm becoming more aware of that. And it's something that I'm, I am focusing on. So I want to work on more in the coming year too. Mm. That's such a pivotal moment as well. When you can kind of, when you can look and be like, this isn't about me. Cause 
we, you know, a part of the human condition is that we are self-absorbed and we don't necessarily always see things from another's point of view, but having that awareness to be like, this isn't, this isn't my stuff. Like that's so, that's so mature. Like I really, I recommend you for doing that because God, I wish I could do that more. <laughs> do I? I mean, like this is like, so I'm talking about it because it was this pivotal moment. Like you say, it was this one time, like, I'm, yeah, I need to sort of tune into it more, but yeah. But the more you do it, like, the better you get at it. So, yeah. And also things like, you know, like things like energy healing and like getting in touch with that as well. Like things mm. like Reiki. I've had two distance Reiki sessions this year. And when I got ill, like that was at the time I was really suffering. I was really like suffering mentally, like panicking, like what is happening to my body? I don't recognize it. Um, and this is definitely like a topic for another episode at some point. Um, but I just remember feeling the whole time, like all of this anxiety that I had was really uncharacteristic and other people can sort of vouch for that. Like, yeah, this is unlike yeah. you. Um, I just remember feeling like it's not mine to carry. Like I'm carrying other people's anxiety. And then it turned into you know, being unwell and everything. And then when I recovered, I had another distance Reiki session uh, and we talked about it. And, you know, the, the person that gave me the Reiki was, it made total sense to her. It makes total sense to me that it, those were other people's, the anxiety of other people that I had absorbed and I was carrying, but it wasn't mine to carry. It's not normally yeah. what makes me anxious. I, I'm quite an anxious person, but not about certain things. Yeah. Um. And so I think it's just that idea of that, yeah, I don't realize I'm, I'm realizing more now that I am quite a sponge with these things and I have to be really careful. Yeah. So I'm starting to implement a few sort of rituals and practices to have more energetic or emotional boundaries with the emotions that I pick up from others and, you know, what is mine and what I, I am carrying for me and what is just not mine. I can put that in a box over there. I don't need to carry that. Um mm. So things like counselling and Reiki are really helping me with that. And I hope to actually learn Reiki next year. So be able to, I hope to be able to help myself a bit more with that. That was a long answer for one question. <laughs> long answer for one question, okay. but I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Did I help another soul in, in any way and how? I'm going to just pipe up here and say that you did. <laughs> because you helped me <laughs> and I'm sure you helped others um <laughs> oh was I answering that <laughs> see I feel like I could answer it for you I was just thinking of what you were gonna say <laughs> okay why don't we do this then I answer this one for each other <laughs> sometimes like, it's so hard Maybe to actually. recognize it um okay I I just like I'd, I'd feel a bit I think I'd feel quite egotistical being like oh yes I've helped so many people even helping <laughs> and I know but we talk about it about like being of service to others and like I've said mm. it before like from talking about my recovery journey you know even if it helps one person then you know I've done what I, what I came here to do it's not mm. it's not about helping millions of people I mean great if you can but you know maybe that's past be a the goal. baton know, just but, even to one person yeah basically exactly even just just doing a little bit yeah. Um, I was thinking about your answer rather than mine. Oh, well, you, you've definitely helped me, and I think, I mean, I think we've we've spoken about this in so many of our episodes, and it, it's really clear. But also, um, a lot of our listener feedback has been 
people saying mm, like yeah. oh like I haven't met Lauren but I feel like I know her or like I consider you guys <laughs> friends or something because they've listened or you know I've, I've even had students of mine like quote you in lessons saying oh actually <laughs> just, just to quote Lauren here um and uh, <laughs> or, or something like that and it's been amazing so you've touched the lives of people that you haven't even met but they feel like they know oh, you because of this that. podcast so oh, my face <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh that's really lovely I love that you thank you <laughs> it's so lovely um and I'm sure like yeah oh, of course like everyone that knows you too but I just yeah I just wanted to include that because we have had quite a few messages or like comments and things where yeah, people yeah. have said that and we really appreciate it and it's it's just really affirming because it's what we came mm. here to do you know exactly like well this has been a process for us as well isn't it like we we learn through other people like I think of the amount of podcasts that we've listened to the books that we read and everything like what and what we get from that you know it's not mm. we're not regurgitating anything new is it's it already exists but it's kind of our perspective on things mm. and you know we as well like we're open to changing our opinions our views it's all about growth and evolution so I think that's really important you know I'll, of using that on sandstone i think the process is the main thing oh definitely it's really cheesy life's all about the journey not the well, destination it is it is <laughs> but i think also what we it's probably safe to say we had a bit of imposter syndrome at the beginning of starting oh, this massively, massively. <laughs> and you know now we're here like sat in cupboards <laughs> with blankets over us and <laughs> under duvets <laughs> but we do we do have like real tech now and we you know we, we have is a real thing <laughs> It's still like yeah. we, we still have to believe that. Um, but for us, it was definitely like we we want to become better at expressing ourselves. Mm. We want sort of, yeah, stop playing small and actually take up yes, the space definitely. that we've been given. Mm-hmm. And we want to help people, it's like, you know, and help ourselves, help each other and also others that might listen or any other one else, anyone else that this whose ears this podcast might reach. Um, 100%. Mm. But it is definitely a process for us and... It's, it's been really interesting like how we've the the natural rhythms we've followed and when to record and when to plan and you know mm. we're not we haven't recorded it necessarily in order we've just gone with what what's felt right that intuitive approach is it's giving yeah. us confidence to believe our feelings and and actually look at what can come when we we just follow it intuitively like we don't have to plan too much we don't have to try and no. you know fit these boxes like essentially we're just two friends who've turned up handed each other a mic and been like I think you've got something to say <laughs> speak now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I am um, I don't know well I'd love to hear what your answer would be oh did you want me to answer for you yeah go on then Okay. Well, immediately came to mind was shelf help because obviously you Aww. you set the first one up. Um, it's the first. It's the first one in Portugal, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So the first, the one and only shelf help group in Portugal, and you know I have attended a couple, not as many as I would have liked to, but I have attended a couple and just you know hearing you speak on that and talk about the books and you know share your experiences and views with other people who who come along for the rides is really it is really something to behold like I really really enjoy it and I love I love coming along and cheering you on and I've enjoyed being a part of it and you know you've shared feedback you've received from that and what wonderful things they've said and how it's helped them as well 
and yeah it's just been really magical to watch you set that up and you've completely been in the flow with it with all the creative stuff you've come up with you know you've just absolutely run with it and it's been lovely to watch how that's evolved too and your connection with the with the group and everything as well and just just hearing the stuff you get from it too is yeah it's been really really magical so that was the first thing that came to me. And now it's time, my turn for my cheeks to hurt from smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sort of here grinning like the Cheshire cat, like not really knowing what to say, but <laughs> thank you so much. You're most welcome. It's interesting because that's something I definitely manifested. And oh, 100% I can, I can tell you the exact moment that the thought came to mind. I was walking back from the gym and I was voice messaging a friend and I, I'm always, I always have such a buzz after the gym and I was full of ideas. And... I'd, I'd already joined Shelf Help as a member um, and I knew about the host training. I hadn't signed up to it yet. And I remember thinking, hang on, I, the whole time I've been here in Portugal, like it's getting on for a year. I've I've been kind of assuming that I'll just walk into a ready-made friendship group like I did in, in my last job and my last country, which is fantastic, but it doesn't happen everywhere. And I've just, in in a way, it's like I've kind of just, yeah, I guess I just have faith that it would happen. Like naturally, mm. without thinking that I needed to do something for it. Um, so I guess that's a lesson in, you know, having to be a bit more proactive, like rather than just wait for things to happen. If something's not happening, like make it happen. And I remember yeah. thinking, and I said either in a voice message to you or to another friend, like, this is the friendship group I want. Like these are the conversations I want to be having. Like this this is what I want to be talking about. Hang on, if if I haven't found this here, if it doesn't exist, then like why don't I make it? Like why don't I start it? And it, it just, it was like the penny dropped and it just thought like, I I came to this realization like, yeah, of course that's what you should do. Like, duh, like that's so obvious. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, of course that's what I'm going to do. And then, and then from there it, it just flowed and it just went. And I think within a matter of weeks or like a month from just writing it down on, I think we, yeah, we went to the beach and we were, we were comet gazing or we were waiting for like the comet to appear in the sky and like taking pictures of the night sky. Um, so I was just sitting on this cliff, like, journaling and I really like to when I'm manifesting I really like to write lists of things I'm excited for and then mm. I go back in the future and like tick things off that had happened everything ends up getting ticked off my list and it was at middle of July at some point that I wrote this on my list like I want shelf help Porto to be a thing and I was thinking okay from this time next year I want mm. this to to be a thing um and it was the first thing I ticked off my list and like not even a month later it was real people were coming um you know, it's a regular thing now with like regular people and I've really stepped up the creativity and the like sort of the behind the scenes bit. And and it's mm -hmm. now, you know, part of my income in a way. And I really hope that will grow. But mostly I just I've, I love the community from it. And it's been a way to connect with people I already know in a different way or reconnect with people I used to be in touch with um, or just meet completely. And it is people. international as it's international yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's amazing just... that, it, you know, regardless of time zone or nationality yep. or language, people feel that they can turn up and it may not be their own language, but they actually can, you know, turn up and speak on the mic and make these really awesome contributions. And I'm, I'm really glad that they feel confident enough to do so. Yeah. You've created that space for them to feel safe to do that. So it's really important. It's very exciting. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait till exciting. I can create it in a real place. And like, I love making spaces cozy. Like everywhere I've ever lived, I've made it a home. I've made it cozy. 
And I, yeah. I really like sort of like thinking about interior design and things like that and like making somewhere cozy with, you know, candles and aromatherapy. I can't wait till I can actually host people and like bake cookies for it and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't wait for that. That's on my manifesting year for next year. <laughs> okay, so um, my question for you is what wins, it can be small wins, do you need to celebrate? Um. <laughs> oh god I find this so hard I think starting the podcast needs to be celebrated that's not a small um, thing that's a <laughs> no it's yeah. not a small thing at all this is this is a massive thing but even with that like we we didn't even talk about it that long did we it kind of it, it happened really quickly it, was... <laughs> it did happen very quickly we were really in tune with each other it, it was like we were thinking each other's thoughts that it just made sense that was another thing I wrote on my list on my manifesting ah, list. Really? Oh, can you write stuff for me on your list? Well, yeah, I will. <laughs> but I put be part of a podcast one day. Yeah. Again, it was kind of like playing small, like, oh, just be part of it, like be a guest or like be on the production, mm-hmm. but actually like start one is like, again, it's yeah. that. Yeah, like stop playing Take up your space. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if, if you want it to happen, like make it happen. Yeah. Be proactive with it. <clears throat> That's the thing, because I feel like I knew... I knew I'd do something like that. Like I had a feeling just because I listened to so many and I've got like, I had ones get me through early recovery, you know, through being away from friends and family when I lived in Croatia, you know, they've always been a really massive part of my life and really helpful. And so I knew, I knew that I would want to do one. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> Obviously, I just speak and words come out, and it doesn't always necessarily make sense. But I feel like I I say what I need to do at that time. But uh, yeah, I, I always knew I wanted to, and I had that feeling. But I don't ever think I would have been brave enough to to speak by myself on mm. one. So yeah, the kind of the minute you mentioned it, it was like, yes, definitely, let's do this. Uh, um, same for me. I, I wouldn't have done it alone. No, because I did. I did actually talk about. No, actually, another friend approached me, but this was a few years back. We talked about doing one, but I don't know. It just it never felt like the right time, or I didn't quite feel brave enough to do it then. But now I'm like, yes, like I I need to, you know, I need to get my words out there. I want to get my words out there as well. Mm. I think that's that's a big thing, like wanting to do it. So yeah, when you when you said about doing it, I was like, hell yeah, like jump straight on that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was, was just, so exciting. I mean, it is still really so exciting. exciting. <laughs> mm, I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't feel so nervous now. No. <laughs> the first couple, it's like, oh my god. Um, but from feedback, yeah, apparently, yeah. it didn't sound like we were nervous. Um, no, which is yes. And even people that are sort of in editing and things themselves, like they they mm. don't hear. I don't think they hear what we hear. Well, to them, it, it still sounds well put together but even though you know we we know where we were feeling uncomfortable or awkward yeah. or and things um but we kind of made a joke of it as well they didn't really like we, we were saying now like, we kind of have to just start recording and talk because otherwise yeah it's like, okay let's start <laughs> it's, it's true but, you yeah. know, it's knowing that and being able to you know as, as time goes on and and also we, we want it to be authentic we want it to feel like yes. two friends chatting and that's essentially what it is like it doesn't need to be overproduced or massively planned like it, it's because it flows intuitively that it's good in my opinion I think yeah that's what we wanted to capture yeah it was part of yeah those natural kind of conversations that's I don't like I don't like things when they're forced mm. it's not 
uh, yeah, it doesn't come from an authentic place, a place from integ- of integrity or anything like that. So yeah, that's mm. definitely celebrate that. Um, and I think as well, like having, yeah, finding work that I, I really enjoy doing and it doesn't, I mean, sometimes it obviously feels like work, but there are times when it really doesn't like being teaching children to me is, you know, I really, really enjoy it. It's not just about teaching English, but you know, other things too. And I, I just really enjoy doing it, you know, being able to, uh, teaching for me was never, you know, I wanted to, I did my TEFL certificate actually this time, this time last year. No, it was before. So this time, two years ago, sorry, I did, I did my TEFL certificate, but I, my plan was to, was to go to Italy. It was a bit of a eat, pray and eat, pray, love journey. I wanted to go to Italy, eat my weight in pizza and then, you know, carry on to India, live in some, um, meditation place for a few months, you know, get in touch with my, my soul and the universe and everything, and then go on to Bali and fall in love. But um, obviously the universe has other had other plans for me and I ended up absolutely falling in love with teaching. So being able to, you know, listen to that. And even, you know, there have been times when I'm like, oh, this is too hard. You know, I, I don't, I didn't feel really good at it. I was still, still quite new at it, you know, being able to stick with it and, and push on. I think it's always going to be one of those professions though, that because, because you care, like it's always going to be one of those things that we're a little yeah. bit insecure about. Mm not in a bad way like I we can become more confident and I think the end of this year will be will have been five years for me and it's a good kind of time to start thinking about potential other directions too yeah but I think it's you you always have that because you care that's why we're teachers that's why we've chosen this it's if we didn't care we would be in the wrong job you know Mm mm-hmm you know, we'd work in some cutthroat business that was only about making money or something. But when you work with people and... Yeah, I've done that. I hated it. Essentially an underpaid, <laughs> underpaid profession. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to do it for other reasons. You know, yeah, they absolutely. on the first day of my teacher training, because um, there were all sorts of people from all walks of life there. And they said, OK, first thing you should know, this is not a job you do for the money. So if anyone's here mm. expecting to make a lot of money, there's the door. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that was just, it, yeah, I've never forgotten that. <laughs> um it's it's true true. it's not a job you do for the money um doesn't mean that teachers shouldn't be fairly paid um (laughs) but (laughs) there there are other reasons why you we get called to this kind of profession and I think because we that's why we're hopefully good teachers I hope so I think my students are improving but (laughs) Mm. (laughs) well yeah they enjoy things too but yeah it's funny how like we'll play small on this and say oh I hope my students are improving or we're hopefully good (laughs) teachers because because I, I changed that because I, I was including myself in that. If I was saying it to you, I'd say, you're a good teacher because you care. But when I'm speaking to myself as well, uh, I can't say that. It's really interesting, like just changing it to sort of not be seen yeah. as egotistical or overconfident so or something. To, like, praise ourselves and give ourselves a pat on the back. I have to be told all the time. Maybe I should practice saying it. Like, in the mirror. <laughs> I'm a good teacher because I care. It's, <laughs> it's hard to say it. It's hard yes. to have that conviction in my voice. My voice goes higher and it's kind of more childlike and insecure. But if I say it to you, like, mm. I know what I'm saying. Like, you are a good yeah. teacher because you care. So maybe we should practice that a bit more. I think we probably should. Yeah. What about you? What wins do you need to celebrate? Um, Asking for help. Oh, I feel like I want to add that to my list as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to thank you first for this because you went first and 
I'm talking about yeah. therapy and things here, which is what we spoke about last episode. It was January this year. I think mm-hmm. I maybe I think it, it was January when I first did that Google search and uh, sent a message to my now counselor. I think she would say that I've definitely opened up, which is interesting because I don't think I would have described it that way. Um, so it's always good to get another perspective. But yeah, asking for help and just admitting like I'm finding yeah. this really hard, and, and that's it. You know, I don't need to say any more than that. And I know I, at some point I've said to you, sort of like jokingly, like not in a disrespectful way, but like. Well, you be my sponsor <laughs> you know will, will, will you be like my my accountability partner like I'm telling you like this is something I'm really really yeah, finding yeah, hard yeah. I need help with this like please help mm-hmm. me I can't do this on my own and actually being able to get over your own fears and ego to actually say that yes it is yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's changed behavior isn't it like we we love familiarity we doing something different is like oh we don't know what's gonna happen mm. so it's scary it's like we, we want yes. to do everything on our own so much. It's I don't know why it's seen as as being weak. It's something I kind of want to consider a bit more. Um, but also just emotionally, like there are a few times in lockdown when I think I think it was just a lot of pressure inside the house and like maybe like a sort of like a bit of a domestic or something. And actually before I've I've noticed that actually when I would get upset like that, like after an argument or something, I would shut myself off, like not wanting to admit we've had an argument. Yeah. It's normal. Every couple argues. Exactly. And if there's couples saying that they don't, they're lying. Then like it just hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> it, everyone does. Like you argue with like yes. anyone, you you know, any relationship, it's normal. Um Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the end, you know. I always think of that quote from Samantha in Sex in the City. She's like, so what? You've hit a bump in the road. You keep going. You know, like it's yeah. just a bump in the road. Um, but actually now, like if I am sitting in my room, like having a bit of a cry, like sort of, you know, getting it all out. Now I will reach to my phone, like hope most of the time and say, this has just happened. I'm crying. I, I need a friend. And like, yeah, I don't want yeah. people to panic too much. I think it's the end of the world. Like I'm fine. I'm okay. But I still need a friend in that moment or I still just need to say, like, I'm finding it really hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And sometimes that is just like finding a really relevant meme about like finding life hard and just sending it to someone. And I have a friend and like anytime I send her these memes and most of the time I laugh at them because they're relevant or like I just relate to them. I'm not I'm okay in that moment. But my friend's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I just thought this (laughs) meme was like relatable. Um, But it is this idea of just admitting when you're not quite okay and I think you know we're like the gift of this year is we've all just known that like everyone is yeah. like not okay together and that's okay that, yeah that's that's a big one as well it's okay to not be okay it's just it depends what you do like how you're going to respond to mm. that and there are so many things out mm. there to, like to help that that's I, one of the real gifts of this year I think how many free resources now you know, all of these sort of events or TED Talks or conferences that we couldn't go to before, that most of them yeah. are free online now. Um, and there are so many podcasts. Ours is, you know, just <laughs> another one. And there are so many like, support groups like Shelf Help and and others. And I think, you know, if if someone, you know, does need to get to, like an AA meeting or something, yeah. they're happening every yeah. day on Zoom for free. You know, there are so many things that are more available than they've ever been for us to help each other and help ourselves. Yeah, and we kind of had the time for it now as well because we're stuck indoors anyway, so. Yeah, I think, yeah, just admitting you're finding things hard, admitting I have a problem with this, I want to change First this step. behavior. It's, yeah. Is this asking for help, being more 
more open with things it's just like it comes back yeah. to like being listened to isn't it like having your feelings acknowledged and being listened to like you don't you don't want anyone to fix mm. it or to do anything you just like we need to be heard mm. need to be acknowledged yeah I think another win I want to celebrate is like I am slowly getting better mm. with boundaries again it's very much a work in progress um but I I do think I have more than last year and I, I think I notice yeah. how they're helping me very much a work in progress hopefully I'll be able to say that they're even better this time next year but it is a small win and like I can recognize the the significance of of that I think I didn't word that very well it made sense so my next question to you Lauren how were you kind to yourself and to others oh I struggle with this because I find it so much easier to be kind to others than I am to myself um I I I nearly said like can you talk about how you were kind to yourself first please because I knew you'd go on the others and I would too I've I've had to imagine like because I well I started therapy last October um so I'd already been going a little while before 2020 hit but we we do an exercise where you know there's a lot of stuff around inner child um it's quite it's quite popular um at the moment you know getting in touch with your inner child honoring your inner child and really connecting with that and then obviously that's where a lot of your behavior and reactions to and feelings stem from is childhood stuff so actually a year that we're basically grounded as well you know it's like we're all teenagers that have been grounded and sent to our rooms to think about what we've done (laughs) exactly get to your rooms (laughs) um so yeah for me I, I didn't have a lot of compassion for myself. I think that like that was, it was a constant negative talk in my head. And it, I mean, it's still there now, but being able to do exercises where I would picture myself as a child, you know, would I speak to her how I speak to myself? No, absolutely not. You know, I'd, I'd never dream of doing that. So that's really kind of changed my, my dialogue to myself. Mm. Yeah. To, to be kinder and to cheer myself on, you know, to be my own cheerleader, you know, I, I know I, I, you know you're you're one of my main ones as well um I can you know I have I have those around me but you know if I can't do it for myself I can't well you know it's healthy to have outside relationships that relationship with myself is the most important like everyone's relationship with themselves is the most important we but we're going to spend our lives with ourselves so you know if we can't get on with ourselves how are we expected to get on with other people um so yeah cheering myself on um I do, I do have affirmations and I have done affirmations in the mirror. I'm not too ashamed to admit. I've been doing them for years, actually, as part of the Miracle Morning. I did when I, oh God, years ago, I think I first read The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. In the caravan, in your chrysalis. Yeah, I was in the caravan, the old chrysalis. Just where this podcast <laughs> gets its name from. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I would, I would wake up at five o'clock and I'd do an hour of the savers, um, I can't remember the acronyms now. Silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, uh, reading, and scribing. Scribing, yes. So I would, I would spend however much time in that hour. I would divide up how, depending on how I felt on that day, and I would march around the caravan shouting my affirmations. And do you know what? Some of them have happened. So, you know, I had my vision boards and I would sit there and look at that and really like manifest how I was feeling when I looked at different things. And through doing, it's not only through doing those things, obviously did other things too. But, you know, I'm where I am now and 
so yeah i i, I have definitely still use affirmations I, I will still use affirmations talking in the mirror to myself and you're cheering myself on. i would love um, to come back and talk about this topic more like i feel like we've really just like scraped the surface with it yeah um, definitely it's a whole different other past yeah but yeah i think like eating well as well because i know sometimes you know if i'm feeling a bit shit you know i want to reach for the chocolate or the cake just to get i don't know kind of a to change how i'm feeling to, to kind of being aware of how i'm feeling and then eating good food you know, taking myself for walks and just spending a bit of quality time with myself. You've definitely been kind to others. I don't think, I don't know. I think that's just like so obvious and like in, in the nicest well, I like way. To, like yeah, I feel like, I like we don't think... need to talk about it because it's just so obvious with like who you are and like yeah. how you live every day. It's natural. The thought of being unkind to someone makes me feel awful. Like I just couldn't do it. Even like that's, I don't, I'm not a particular fan of sarcasm. Like I, I just, mm. I can't get it because I just, think like you don't know okay some people find it funny but I think it depends on who you're speaking to like some people Mm. can really take that as a personal attack so I just I don't think I could find it in myself to not be kind when I look at this question I think yeah hopefully like outwardly we've we've been kind to everyone but inwardly because I think yeah I'd be kind outwardly but more in the past like I might have said I I think more in the past than this year like I'm definitely catching myself on this but do I find myself like thinking things or saying things in my head that I would never dream of saying mm-hmm. out loud, but like, I feel ashamed to admit it, but then I feel like I kind of have to, I can't sit here and pretend to be like perfect and never thinking these things, but. Oh no, of course it's part of being human. A lot of the time it comes, it comes from how we're feeling about ourselves and things, but we might, you know, like even someone on the bus or something or like, you know, do do you think sort of, yeah, unkind thoughts towards them and yeah, things like internally? Because at the moment with Shelf Help, we're reading The Secret. And the the idea of the law of attraction is like you get more of whatever you put out there, good or bad. Like the universe is always listening and it responds. Like it gives you more of what you focus on. And it is things like that, that it's not just things you do outwardly, but even the thoughts you have come back to you. So, you know, are you even thinking kind thoughts? Like not you, I, I mean me here. Um, yeah, just generally, yeah. Oh, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, you know like even if someone like you're driving or you're in a supermarket queue and someone annoys you and you think oh, stupid woman going in front of me like do do we think these yeah. things I mean I do like I'm getting better at it yeah yeah I do I'm trying yeah. to sort of be a bit more in my own world and sort of like well whatever they can do what they want but we we do have these judgmental thoughts and we these frustrations and things that irritate us so we do think these things we don't like to admit it I just feel like I'd be a bit of a hypocrite yeah. if I if I didn't mention this um. <laughs> no, that that is a very good point, actually. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's not actions, is it? It's thoughts and everything. Mm. So, um, because they still, yeah, I think thoughts still travel. You know, like whether it's said out loud yeah. or not, like it's still put out there into the world. So, I think with when I've had that, or yeah, or when I do have that, because you know, it's again, it's part of the human condition, and none of us are perfect. I find it helpful to write it down, just to release it. Mm. Um that's been a big thing for me actually like I I have spent a lot of this time a lot of this year journaling um so I think like if there is something that you know even if another person's done something not necessarily to me or you know just generally and I've had a reaction to it then yeah writing about it and then kind of reflecting you know on what does that bring up in me basically because that that's it's part of that judgment isn't it you know what you're judging another another person is something you don't like about yourself yes it says it says more about you as a person yeah. if you're having that kind of reaction. Actually, to... I heard this yesterday, and it, it just rang so true. Is why am I noticing these things? Um, it's like certain people mm. I speak to is 
I notice that they're judgmental or negative or always complaining. And I'm like, oh, I'm noticing this for a reason. It's being mirrored back to me. Yes. Could I complain a bit less? Could I pass less judgment and more kindness instead? Could I? I think we have certain people in our lives that trigger that and show us these things. And we can be quite, we can feel a lot of resistance towards these occasions or these people. But actually it's mm, focus on that. It's like the shadow self, isn't it? Is what we don't like in others is actually what's in us that we still need to work on. So in a way, it's kind of like be grateful for those messages when we get shown that. Yeah, it's the book I'm reading at the moment. I just found a screenshot of it that I sent to you. The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, mm. um, which is all about doing your shadow work. And a part of the, one of the first chapters in that is, you know, this this guy's reaction to, to idiots, basically. You know, he but because of his reaction, he attracts these kinds of people. And it's mm-hmm. because of how he feels about himself. Um, you know, he never wants to be seen as being an idiot. So... You know, it's, it's kind of, you have to look at your shadow side and yeah, and really look at what's that bringing up in you? Why do you have such a strong reaction to it? And, you know, but integrating, like allowing that side of yourself to be there because the more you fight it, the more it's going to come mm. up. So yeah, some work I'm currently doing and will carry on doing for the rest of my life because this work never stops. <laughs> never stops. It never stops. Never. No, I just thought that was an interesting so, yeah. tangent to go off on. Um I'm glad you made that point, actually. Yeah, because I, I was kind of struggling to answer that because I was like, well, of course I've acted kindly towards other people. But yeah, yeah you've, you've made a very good point. Very good one. We don't like to admit it, but I think that that's part of the work is... Yes. It's not all sunshine and daisies. We've got to admit that we're flawed and we can be twats sometimes. Absolutely. Do you want to answer the same question or do you want me to ask you another one? Uh, yeah, I can do. I think I'm going to focus on how I've, I've been kind to myself. Yeah. Because it has been a lot of like my focus this year with things like counselling. So at the beginning mm. of the year when I did start counselling, quite, I think in the second or third session or something, co- compared to like how my counsellor knows me now, she's, I think I was finding it really hard, like not having feeling like I didn't have friends here and that's why I say like I now have the social life like I was dreaming of a year ago um yeah she very early on said to me that it's about learning to be your own friend first because you'll meet people when you do it will happen when it does but in the meantime you need to be your own friend and so I think that's been like a focus of this year without without writing that down as like an intention like actually looking back it has been a lesson in being kind to myself and whether that is little things like how the other yesterday, you know, I noticed that I was absorbing someone else's tension and I needed to take myself off for a bath and some self-care or I think, yeah, the self-talk as well, mm. especially when it comes to body image and things and being more forgiving. There's a question that um, Tony Jones always asks guests on the Shelf Help podcast. Um, really recommend it. We'll put the link in the show notes. She has this lovely question and she says, um, what's your relationship with yourself like or, or words to that effect? And I listened to her podcast yesterday uh, as I was baking some cookies and I thought about this question. I thought, how would I answer it? I think in the past, like it definitely, like how my relationship with myself was blaming, was unforgiving, was unkind, I think. Um, maybe... Maybe in a way kind of like, I don't know, a bit emotionally irresponsible at times. Like with myself, like the way I treated myself, like I I really felt mm. like I was always fighting against some part of myself. And I think the way I would describe it now is nurturing. 
And I thought a lot about this word. I thought, what is the right word for exactly how it feels? And I feel like naturally is very much a work in progress. It's something that it, it needs love and attention and study. <laughs> you know, I need to read these books and mm-hmm. do this counseling and do this work mm-hmm. to continue improving that relationship. I am I'm treating it myself with kindness and helping myself to grow, I think. A bit like the way you would hopefully nurture like a plant or something, you know, you would never just like pull it out by the yeah. roots and you know, pull the rug from under it and blame it. You would never like overwater it or like completely neglect it. You'd make sure that it has what it needs, but also just kind of like let it do its thing. Um so I think nurturing is the word. Um and I think that's kind of a way that I'm trying to be kinder to myself and I am kinder to other people as a as a result there's a lot of forgiveness work I've been looking at in counseling and I'm still very much doing and I think now I I just feel like I can let go of a few things and it I think I had the right to be angry about a lot of things and it's definitely important to acknowledge that and to embody that anger and allow yourself to feel that but also like, I don't want to hold on to that. Like I needed to feel it to process it, but I don't want to hold on mm-hmm. to that. Like I, I don't want to harbor bad feelings against people. Um, yeah. So by starting with myself, like I can be kinder to other people. And I think a lot of the internal work of this year has been a lesson in that. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just go for another question. <laughs> I have a question for you. And I, I think it's quite an interesting one for you to answer. Okay. Did you cry? Did you let yourself <laughs> feel? I cried so much this year. Oh my God. I really did. And how does that compare with other years? Oh, I've bottled things up other years. Like I didn't, <laughs> I did not let myself feel. I really struggled. You know, those, those kinds of feelings scared me. They terrified me because I... I used to drink on those feelings, you know, it was in even, you know, I'll be five years sober in March, but um, I mean, I spent a lot of time distracting myself. Um, like when I first came out of recovery, it was, you know, it was meetings, it was service. It was, there was so many things going on. Um, I didn't really have time. I gently encouraged to you know to to keep busy because you know you do have a lot of free time there's a lot of time to be spending rustling around up in in your head so it's it's not recommended and yeah as things kind of settled I still I'd still find myself being quite busy I mean even even the beginning of last year you know like we 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 did talk about you know having felt like we had a lot on like I was I was working a lot and I was here there and everywhere and it just felt like I never really got any time to to sit and to be and to take some time for me and then obviously the pandemic hit and all of a sudden there was all this free time and you know I I was doing meditation classes I I still in the beginning I struggled because I was trying to fill my time because I didn't necessarily want to sit with those feelings and process things I mean I've I've done a lot of journaling and meditation and different things throughout the years but it's and I have processed things, but it's kind of being inconsistent. Whereas this year, yeah, there was a lot of time to to work through some things. And 
yeah, it, it did bring up a lot, but I, I definitely feel like that's that's why, you know, I chose, or as we talked about last week, I chose to go into therapy towards the end of, of 2019 because I, I could see that I hadn't dealt with with feelings and, and situations and I wasn't dealing with them in a way that I wanted to. So and through that process of having my therapist and, you know, being open and honest with her and talking about everything allowed me to kind of you know she gently encouraged me to feel things to do exercises that would help that would bring things to the surface you know and it was kind of a bit like opening pandora's box you know once one thing comes out it all kind of comes out i felt i felt like i had the support and the love that i needed Mm -hmm. to do that so you know it it wasn't quite so scary it was still quite scary but it wasn't quite so scary because it did excuse me you know there's as I'm told constantly, and I know I've said it to you, you know, this too shall pass. You know, when we're in those kind of places, or for me, definitely, you know, like mm. when I cry sometimes, I feel like it will last forever. But now I've done it so much this year that I know it, it does. I just need to feel it. I need to be in it and then I need to let it go. And by crying, you know, it's such a good release. I mean, I, I say every time, it's such a, it's a bodily function. Like you, you physically feel better afterwards. Uh, I just, yeah, I just think nice. like, we wouldn't yeah. have this ability if we didn't need it. It is an ability being able to cry because we've, we've all probably had times in our lives where we couldn't cry and we it, we've it's felt horrible. It's like being emotionally constipated. Yes, it's. Well, it is. That's, I'd I'd get like I said to you like the lump in the throat or like that unco- that uncomfortable feeling inside, and that's that's the emotion I need to express that I need to let it go. Mm. So having having the ability to do that and not having so much fear around it, you know, it's. I've messaged you after sitting in child's pose for like 20 minutes, having a good cry. I'd go for a walk down the park and, you know, sit by a tree and just cry because I just needed to express it and let it out. Mm. And and that, you know, and then it kind of like, I think for it sometimes, but not because I am guilty of overanalyzing as well. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just there and it just needs to be felt and then it's gone. And then, mm. you know, I can move on. Other times I can't, it might come up again. It's it's just kind of opening a, the lid a little bit at a time. Mm. Um I mean, I did, I've had a couple of, as I mentioned last week, because I had a couple of sessions of somatic therapy and, you know, being in a con- a kind of controlled environment because I was in a safe space with a therapist and, you know, her, with her coaching me, being able to feel emotions and being able to express it, you know, and, she, and she's very much like, okay, you know, if, if you do need to cry, then absolutely do it. You know, it's, mm. it is there for a reason, you know, it's, it's unprocessed emotion, unprocessed trauma, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it really helps when other people aren't afraid of you crying. Yes. You know, like when oh we, God, we've yes. had distance Reiki with the same person and it's really mm. helped when she says, yeah, it's fine if you get a bit tearful. Yep, not a problem at all. And just knowing that this person's not going to be weirded out by it. Yes. Because I find that I'm so ready to cry a lot of the time, but the, and it's not a problem for me. It's a problem for other people. They get really uncomfortable when I show yeah. emotion. Don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, Or they think that I'm... Yeah. I'm being childish, I'm doing it for attention. I'm like, no, I, I just need to release this. You know, just like yeah. when you get dust up your nose, you sneeze. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, so being with people that aren't afraid of tears as well. And also reassuring mm-hmm. them that I may be crying, but I'm I'm okay. Like I'm actually better because I'm crying than if I wasn't. It's this is a sign of health in a way. Absolutely. As a follow-on question, how did your resilience carry you through 2020? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think how to answer. So this question comes from the Shine app, which is a really nice mental health app 
uh, and this is actually just on their Instagram, so I'll link it in the show notes below. Um, as they have quite a few, but this is the one that I really liked the most from their post. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I feel again like I don't like to admit it, but I am, yeah, I'm definitely bloody resilient. Like I, one of one of my things that I do say to myself, you know, and I've I've said it to other people as well, is you're if you're gonna start something at some point, why not just start it now? Like, you know, it's gonna mm-hmm. happen. Just get on with it. So, like for me, it's never okay. I might put things off, but then, you know, if I'm gonna start something at some point, then I may as well just get on with it. So, and I am really adaptable as well. I will, you know, put me in a situation or something, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is what I'm doing now. You know, I'll get on with it. Mm. Um. Would you say that it has been resilience that has carried you through this year or would you replace that word with another quality or characteristic? Oh, I'd probably place it with something else. Because I'm looking at this question, I'm just, I'm looking at it on the screen and I'm thinking maybe it'll be easier to reflect on later on because we're obviously still, like, still in this year, aren't we? We're still in this situation, this <laughs> pandemic. Like, yeah, I think as humankind, like, yeah, it is resilience that, is, that we, you know, that's why we survive. But I would say that other things have, like, carried me through this year. Um, I think memes have carried me through this year. Sorry? Yeah, memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It is great to think, like, how bad the world can be, but we can still laugh about it. Oh, the memes I mean, are yeah. if, if that's not a sign of resilience, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I would say that in a way definitely the second half of the year is that creativity has kind of carried me through the second half of the year having an outlet um and I think I felt very blocked before um and I think it was it was in first lockdown like maybe around April I started doodling because I just wanted to do something that wasn't on a screen and I realized like if I copy something like I can sort of do it all right like I'm not that bad and I showed like a teenage student of mine and yeah and she was really sweet and she said oh like it's really good it's really good you're you're really good at this I thought wow that's like it's just doodling it's nothing special but wow I've never allowed myself to believe that I'm creative yeah and I kind of I think I'm once I I not like I believed it but once I took away the belief that I'm not creative that limiting belief it's like no hang on like just because I can't draw I'm not artistic in that way doesn't mean I'm not creative like creativity is not limited to drawing a picture yes um, once I allowed myself to believe that I could be creative, I've I've just like gone with it. Like it's just like it's just carried me. Um, mm. And having that those little hobbies or just pastimes, I guess, just to feel that and feel great after having done something. And it's I know for other people as well, they've kind of got into like painting by numbers or crocheting or, or other sort of really wholesome activities or baking. Like we're we're all creative. We just don't allow ourselves to think so I was going to say that like we all have that creativity inside us it's just do, tapping into do. our outlet yeah like how we can channel it um yeah you know some people are just really creative with the vocabulary they use like my cousin you know yeah. like he's creative in many ways but even just like the way someone speaks can be creative yeah the way they think like it's it's not like if you can't draw you're not creative so yeah yeah I think maybe a bit more self-belief carried me through 2020 it's a tricky one isn't it yeah it's really true I want to say adaptability but I just oh that's a nice one all right I'm like can I say that but no I I definitely feel like yes yeah it is adaptability like it was kind of like oh this is what we're doing now okay like 
well, apart from not being able to go to the gym, I suppose I didn't adapt to that very well. <laughs> Still haven't. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. No, this is true. I know now. Now that the days are getting longer, I know I find it easier. Obviously, in the depths of winter, I don't really want to be working mm. outside. But yeah, I think I definitely think with other things. Um. Yeah, that's the word that mm. stuck there. Yeah, go with it then. I think even like with the way that work changed and you know routines change and things and I am I am a bit of a creature for a routine yeah I can't think of another word I think I'm, I'm gonna have to go with that for now if another one comes to me I will I will yeah sure bring it up but hmm. next I'd like to ask you is there anything you would say to 2020 like to the year do you know what I would say I would say thank you oh I would say the same when I wrote my letter yesterday this is what I wrote I put well thank you um, <laughs> I really would <laughs> it's yeah, funny because most people foremost, are sort of like thank you. off or good riddance or like death to 2020 and for me I I'm like mate, it's been great personally that that's the thing obviously we can say this because you know touch words you know we haven't we haven't really obviously apart from not being able to socialize as much as we'd like you know I haven't I haven't seen my grandparents in the same way yeah yeah Mm. you know um I do think you know I have been very lucky in that I haven't been directly affected by anyone suffering from the coronavirus I've known people I've had relatives that have had it but you know they've been absolutely fine so Mm. you know I, I am very very lucky in that respect so that's why I would say thank you. Just like the experiences that I've been through this year have obviously helped me shape who I am today. I've helped me massively get more in touch with myself. Obviously, we started this podcast. It's brought me closer to people. It's brought me closer to myself. Um, I've had some amazing experiences this year. Um, just, yeah, just so many. Like there's, yeah, it hasn't always been bloody rainbows and unicorns and things like that. There have been some really dark, difficult times. But, you know, through through sharing that with other people and kind of looking at what it brought out of me or what it's done to me, you know, it's it's enabled me to connect to myself better and, you know, look into what I do want to take into my future or you know, even next year, even, you know, the following week or whatever, it's, you know, it's, it has mm. just been such a massive gift and it's it's been really nice to again obviously I I haven't lost my job through this either it's, it's no, kind of I know. It's, it's brought more work to me if anything um so having the time to still be able to work but being able also to take time out for me you know to do this podcast to read more to be reading things that I really enjoy doing I've done some online courses as well you know I've, I've had that space and that time that I wouldn't have been able to have had this year not gone the way that it did because I would have been working more um in a different mm. kind of context I would have been out being at schools and stuff so no I'm I'm really honestly truly grateful for this year I felt like I yeah it, it's yeah it's, it's just been a really I don't want to say really magical year but it kind of has mm. and I don't want to discount anyone else's experience obviously from it but that this has been my experience of this year so yeah that's that's what I would say yeah this year. I was reflecting on this last night and I wrote I started writing a letter um because I'm I'm hanging having a virtual hangout with some friends from shelf help later and we're going to do like a big sort of emotional release and 
the idea is to write a letter to the year, read it out loud and then burn it. Um, and as I was writing the letter, I thought, hang on, I don't want to burn this. Like, mm. I want to keep this as like a personal document. Uh, I might write a list of other things and burn that, but I don't really have any bad feelings. I don't really blame this year for the things that, I don't know, I feel like I, I have adapted well and I feel like I've, initial lockdown was like a bit difficult, just the the changing, but now it's like, I love, I really like the work-life balance I have. Yeah. I really like how I socialize differently. I like all the hobbies I have. So many things that I think were probably missing from my life before. And that's why I felt out of balance. I remember even like February last year, like it was a period where I actually felt like really down. Um, and it was just those days where like I just stayed in bed crying. Um, and it was this idea of like, I need something more in my life. I can't be just a teacher. Yeah. Sadly, I feel like my life is so full of so many amazing things that make me feel confident and creative and connected to myself and others and the universe. I feel so much better now than at the beginning of this year. I feel like it's been the year I really needed. It's been a really pivotal point. And I also thought that if this pandemic had to happen, I'm glad that it happened now at the age I am when I have a lot of tools and resources to look after myself as best I can. And I'm also glad, glad that it happened now so that I can learn all this stuff now and then take it forward yeah. rather than wait to learn these lessons in 10, 20 years or whatever. So I think, yeah, if it had to happen, like I'm, I would say like I'm probably the healthiest like mentally, emotionally, like that I've been in a long, long time. Hopefully this is just going to keep getting better as I get older. That's the plan. <laughs> um, I, w I would say that like, as weird as it might sound, like I do actually think that, and I don't mean just like, I don't mean physically necessarily, but I think as a person, as a whole, like I think I'm in the best shape I've probably ever been like since being a child. The, the time and the opportunities that this year has given me, like I don't know if I would be in the same position. Mm. It's really, really given me the opportunity to slow down. And I feel like that's what I've needed for a long time. I just didn't know it. I've kind of come to the realization that because my inner world is so intense and chaotic and amazing, but intense and chaotic, that I need my outer world to be as stable and calm and nurturing and grounding in order to support my inner world. And before I kind of thought that I had to match the internal chaos on the outside, but actually that just made things more painful. Mm. So it's, it's coming to these realizations and the idea that a, a slower, stable life is not boring. Actually, it's even more interesting than I could have ever imagined because I have this stability to support the intensity on the inside. If that doesn't sound too wordy. <laughs> no, it sounds great. But, so I, I'm grateful. I really am. Um, yeah, same. I feel like this is definitely a year to remember. I don't think anyone's going to forget this. <laughs> and not just because of the, we'll refer back to the memes of 2020 or whatever, <laughs> or like, who knows if next year like will be worse, who knows. But personally, uh, I'm, I'm just sort of speaking from that perspective. And like you, like just sharing how it's been for me yeah. personally, not like I haven't been directly affected. Like I, you know, like I have been we've all been affected to some point but that's really just like a lifestyle change that we haven't suffered yeah and I really like what Mo Gaudet says on this is that unless you know you have caught the virus or someone you know has has suffered from it or you've really lost your job or unless you've been directly affected we're fine 
you know, we don't have anything to worry about. Like it hasn't affected us. And I really like the way that I don't feel like he dismisses it. And he, he is very mindful of who he addresses in that. But it's true. Like, it, OK, yeah, we've had a lifestyle change. Like I work differently. I socialize differently, but I'm I'm still here and well and alive. Yeah. And I, I just I like that it, it, it does all boil down to that, really. Like we're here and we're well and we're alive yeah. and that's it. Very true. I think that might be a good note to end on. Yeah, we can uh, link his podcast in the notes below. It's a big inspiration for me. I don't really know how to sign off because, I mean, this has been like a big year. Like, this is when our podcast was born, so. It was, yeah. Well, the rest of your day, like, how will you be spending the, the last day of this year? I'll say, um, as I'd spend any other day of the year, I suppose, I will, <laughs> I'm going to make some food because my stomach has been grumbling throughout this. Um, and... I'm going to do some reading because I've I've bought a lot of new books over Christmas. Um, mm. So I'm going to start reading a couple of those and probably maybe do a bit more reflection as well. I'm going to go for a walk too. Um, mm. Yeah, just stretch my legs for a bit. I might even squeeze some yoga in as well. And then tonight, probably just food, just chilling with my dad and his partner. Um, yeah, nothing exciting. <laughs> I'll be in bed before midnight as well. Yeah, no, it is. It'll be nice. Yeah, I'm sure we'll. I find it a massive anticlimax, but I like I like the opportunity for reflection mm. and kind of like a fresh start in a way. But I just find the actual like waiting for midnight just so anticlimactic. Yeah. You can you can have a fresh start at any time, so you don't have to wait to the end of the year or the beginning of year to do it. Oh yeah, so. at any point. But at the same time, like it's quite nice that we're we're spending like the last day of 2020 doing like our favorite things. Yeah, exactly. You know, I did some baking. I've uh, woken up. I recorded this with you. I'm going to have a, an unofficial shelf help meetup. I'm going to call a friend, do some yoga, mm-hmm. make a nice dinner and watch a film and spend some time with my partner. I'm so love- actually, I wouldn't really want to spend it any other way. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> Hopefully it's happy and healthy yes. and full of... I want to be careful here and say... Well, I wanted to say it growth, but that's what I wish for this time last year. And we definitely got it. So I just feel like I should be really careful with what I wish, what I wish for. Yeah, growth, growth comes from pain as well. <laughs> it it does. Yeah. But I mean, this year really has been Massive. a chrysalis, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, we, we've been made to go inwards and transform. And it might be 2021. It might be a bit later on. But, you know, we will emerge from this and spread our wings. I think we'll look back on this and it will make so much sense that the podcast was born in 2020 because it was a chrysalis for us and that's what it's all about connecting inside the chrysalis Mm, absolutely okay cool i'll speak to you soon yep see you later (laughs) goodbye everyone thank you for listening bye thank you for joining us this far in the podcast we love that you're here please rate share and subscribe to see this podcast grow if you feel like leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it. It helps get episodes like these out there to more ears. We will be doing a bonus Q&A episode, so get in touch to ask us anything. ...for creating our original music and to Adam Lawrence for editing.